Welcome to the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast. This podcast is for you if you are a Christian artist and you want to grow your listeners, make greater impact, and grow your business. Meet your host, A.B. Ogini, a lifelong singer, pediatrician, recording artist, music business coach, and founder of the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Academy. Hello. Hi, Ruth. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. So good to see you. <laughs> this is a this is a t- completely new experience. <laughs> yeah. For me too, but these are the times that we live in now. <laughs> they certainly are. Yeah. Apologies if you hear any shouting in the background. Yeah. I have two teens home. Apologies. Here, so. two kids outside. I have two children as well at home. <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining me, Ruth. For everyone who might be watching, this is just a conversation between two moms, two friends, two musicians at the early stage of their journey, just having a chat about um, what our experience has been with music and um, the ways we've just been making impacts in our worlds. So, welcome if you're joining us and if you are um, watching. So, Ruth. Can you tell people who don't know you more about yourself, your background, what you do, your life in general? Yeah, Uh, so my name's Ruth, if you haven't gathered. And if you haven't gathered from the accent, I'm from Birmingham in the UK. I've got, I'm married and I've got uh, two children, age 16 and nearly 13. What else can I say? I, um, being a musician isn't my uh, profession. Uh, I work as a area senko, hmm. um, which basically means that I work in uh, a, a small selection of nurseries, private, voluntary, and independent nurseries, hmm. and I support their staff with children that have got um, some additional needs um, or special educational needs of all different kinds of diagnosis. So that's what I do as a day job. I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. quite active in our local church and just like music a lot <laughs> yep, I, I can I, so I I see that I see that um, in what you do I see your passion come across which is one of the reasons why I'm thankful that you were able to join me today <laughs> that's cool <laughs> can you tell us more about your um, journey as a musician um, you brought out your first single this year is that right I did, but that just sounds hilarious to hear. <laughs> I did, and I've got another one on the way. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> so yeah. tell your journey as a musician. So I guess I've always been musical, right from when I was a child, uh, used to play instruments at school, that kind of stuff. And when the children came along, um, it kind of took a bit of a backseat, and I didn't really play instruments or or really doing anything musical really it's only been over the last three or four years that I've kind of got back into being musical and joining a choir and getting back to writing some of my own stuff remembering that I can actually do that so yeah I'd say my journey has kind of been over the last three or four years really and over the last year or so I've become part of um, Kingsland Music Academy KMA which is where I met you mm-hmm. um, and that's been really helpful in terms of just 
yeah, I guess encouraging me to stretch my wings and to find out what I can do. There is nothing like a community of um, like-minded people um, at the same stage you are, just doing stuff together and really encouraging each other. I think that really made a huge difference to um, our journeys as musicians. And it's amazing how that I've seen a couple of us who all started together, how we are progressing. So I'm really thankful for that community. So yeah. can you tell us more about your first single in the shadows? Uh, yes, it is a song that I wrote. I guess it was it's deeply personal because prior, just before Christmas last year, um, I had several fairly close friends who went through really, really difficult, challenging times in losing parents, suffering from COVID, and you know, just really, really tragic, difficult times. And I found it just so frustrating that I couldn't really be there. Mm. Um, you know, we were in lockdown in, in the UK, or particularly in the area that I lived in. Mm. And it was just a really challenging time. And so I guess the song in the shadows was kind of a reflection on that, um, in that we go through difficult times. And sometimes there is very little that we can do other than say that, that, we're, that we're there and to pray and to, to be a friend, really. So. That's where the song came out of. And I just felt that it was right to have a little go at producing it and uh, releasing it, which is hilarious, really. <laughs> I can't believe you, you did that. Like, it sounds amazing. It really does. Um, Thank you. You are like multi-talented all around. <laughs> so how has the reception to your song been have there been any stories that have come out of you releasing that song? Not that I know of, mm -hmm. but I, I kind of believe that I'm at the start and um, I'll probably look back on that song in about five years time and go, what was I thinking? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when it was played, so they played it in um, my choir, we carried on virtually and uh, we kind of meet on Zoom and they played it on on our Zoom while I was there, I was dying of embarrassment, really. Um, but it was really cool because one of the people said, actually, that really speaks to me personally because my brother is in a different part of the country and he's very ill and I can't be there. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of quite encouraged by that. So I, I just hope that, you know, people will identify with the stuff that I write, I guess. I think that's probably my purpose yeah. for writing. Absolutely, I think it's a song that everyone can identify with. Absolutely, um, and the the actual melody is very. It, it kind of hits you in the gut. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> I hope that you mean you mean that in a nice way. <laughs> Honestly, there are just some sounds that you hear that just stay with you. They're like haunting in a beautiful way <laughs> apparently i think i'm starting an entire new genre that is haunting <laughs> i do i do find it fascinating though how that musicians we ourselves and um, we are our own worst critics <laughs> oh absolutely yes we are absolutely song i love it and then you're like you don't <laughs> Yes, I think, yeah, we are our own worst critics. 
Yeah. I but I think that. if you wait for perfection, then you will never release anything, will you? You'll never, you'll never put it out there because you know that it's not perfect. Yeah. I so I'm just committed to trying that every, every new song is better than the last. And yeah, just kind of committed to working on my craft when I can. Um, given the resources that I have and the time that I have. Yeah. Sorry about that. I have a toddler at the door knocking. I'm going to try to ignore him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's just carry on. <laughs> but I totally feel the exact way. After I released my first single, Someday Soon, I listened to it over and over again. And sometimes I was in love with the song. And sometimes I was, I hated the song. <laughs> Not, not that I hated the actual song, but just how I sounded and how I felt like, oh, I could have done such a, such a, like a better job of singing it. <laughs> so I think that's probably natural for all creatives. We, and it's great in a way because it makes us work to get better at what we do. But um, I remember asking um, Brad um, Goldemore, I think that's how you. Sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. Um, I remember asking that question. Who um, he's so he's our mentor in um, the Kingdom Music Academy for people who are wondering who that is. And I remember saying, "How do you, how do you proceed when you do not like your own <laughs> song?" And he's like, "Just embrace it because it's it's all a journey." It, it, it's all a journey just embrace the imperfections um, and I'm beginning to realize that even as we grow as musicians and as we get better at our crafts we're never gonna feel that it's 100% there because that's the only way we can grow right so yeah when that that feeling of inadequacy and insecurity is always going to be there um, so I think absolutely we'll just have to embrace it and just keep moving forward keep bringing the songs releasing the songs keep working at it um it's all yeah. journey okay yeah i think the key is also not to compare Absolutely. um which i am speaking to myself because i compare all the time and uh, my voice isn't what i would like it to be i listen to other people's voices and i go i want their voice but i think the key is to learn from others but not to compare absolutely yeah i haven't learned to do that yet yeah, my next single is on comparison, just for whoever. Ooh, looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, so let's um, move on to, did you do a Facebook page called Singing Senko? I did, yes. That's One of the lockdown, um, crazy things that happened in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of like a crossover between the stuff that I know about at work and my kind of enjoyment and passion about music. So I had this harebrained idea at like two o'clock in the morning, um, right at the very start of, of lockdown. And um, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I really need to, th there needs to be a resource that helps young children to transition through mm. different points of the day, because I think, well, as adults, we struggle with transitions, don't we, sometimes? And we have this internal sense of time. We kind of have an internal sense of routine. We know what's going to happen next and we can predict how long different activities will take. And so we're ready to move on to the next thing in our day when it's that time. But 
children that are young that have communication difficulties or uh, comprehension difficulties they struggle with that and they need a little bit of extra warning a bit of extra um, support really with that and so singing senko came out of that it's just um, a bank of free songs um, that have got signing in them uh, that just help the children um, or helps if staff or parents use them with their children it, it will help them long term to be kind of more independent uh, and kind of have lower levels of anxiety because they know how to transition mm. they know that it's time and that they're prepared yeah. so yeah that was just a whole crazy thing that mm. I did last year during lockdown there's um, two things that strike me <laughs> in that story first of all the fact that it, it happened at 2am did you say? Yeah, yeah. Between two or three a.m. in the morning, I wrote about five song, five of the songs that are uh, on singing Senko now. Yeah. And then the second uh, part of that story is how it's grown. Uh, I remember you you talking about that. Um, but let's get back to the first part of it. There is something about our passion that keeps up us at night. I seem to have. <laughs> yes. That's true. That's very true. You know, when I, um, so even when I joined KMA, I did not intend to do this professionally. I was just enjoying the journey, writing songs, learning with other Christian singers. And I, it only occurred to me that I had to um, start doing this professionally in the middle of night at, I, I can't remember what the time was, 2 a.m. I had woken up to, to use the loo. And then I couldn't get back to bed. I, I, I wrote a whole song and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> what songs <laughs> if I'm actually good, not going to let people hear them? And I was like, okay, I think this is it. <laughs> that happened to me. That's when that decision was made in the middle of the night at 2 to 3 a.m. So yeah. That Maybe that's a holy moment. <laughs> 2 a.m. Yeah, is the holy time. No, just drops. And maybe that's the only time you can actually open hearts and drop maybe we're more receptive because <laughs> there are no distractions at that time maybe there's something about middle of the night <laughs> so tell us how this has grown and how you've been able to help people with this so initially it was a resource that i just thought that i would share with um, the nurseries that i work with because mm. i was fed up with talking about transitions all the time and that kind of stuff and then I was like oh I actually need a central place to put all of these resources so I initially put them on YouTube and then just kind of shared it with a few different people but then I, I kind of realized actually I use Facebook a lot and I know that a lot of the nurseries that I work with also kind of use social media so I um, decided to create a page and just put the videos on there really and I haven't advertised it that much I would say not proactively on a sustained basis but uh, I'm part of a couple of uh, groups that are online that are to do with special educational needs and teaching and early years and that kind of stuff yeah it's, it's grown and I think there's about 1,400 followers wow also to the page now without which you, without you blows my mind 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there's just something about discovering your passion, discovering something you are good at and then using it to help others. Um, yeah. It's just something about it because you've not really even advertised it, but it's just grown and other people have spread the word for you that this is a really good resource. So it's just something about discovering what you're good at and using it to help others because there's always going to be a demand for free resources that are helpful and people are just going to spread the word and use it in, in that way. So thank you for doing that. Um, my first son is actually mildly autistic, so I definitely remember going through <laughs> transition periods and having to warn people, you have to give him plenty of time to move between things because he just wants to play with one thing and, and can play with it for ages and make other people play with it with him. <laughs> yes. I does not want to move to anything else, so I remember having you know some level of anxiety about you know trying to move him to things but yeah he's he's better now because i think we've all learned to give him plenty of time um and everyone who works with him his teachers um have all learned to just give warning and oh absolutely he's doing much better with transition so yeah i totally understand the need for for that and how it's a really it's it's a resource that is very useful um so thank you <laughs> thank you for doing that oh that's nice it's nice to hear kind of the other side i guess mm. but yeah i think we just take so much for granted mm. that yeah but actually if you look at it from the other side of the fence if you imagine that you were in a world that you didn't fully understand mm. and you were involved in something that made you feel safe and secure and then all of a sudden someone came and changed that and made you stop and move to mm. something you didn't know no wonder <laughs> we'd have a complete meltdown ourselves wouldn't we we'd be well i certainly would absolutely yeah all right so now let's move on to any future plans that you might have about your music that's a very good question. <laughs> I don't really have long-term plans, goals, etc. Whether that's a good thing or not, I'm not sure. I guess my goal is to become better at what I do, mm -hmm. um, wherever I find myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of I'm quite keen to keep myself open, and mm -hmm. so if kind of opportunities come, so. Over the last year, I had opportunity to create some sync music for our local city missions youth uh, project that they were doing. So it, it was nice that I had the freedom to do that because I hadn't made too many long-term plans. So for the moment, I think I'm going to just carry on seeing what turns up. Mm, yeah. Um, I've got my next single. That sounds hilarious to say that. But yeah, I'm the first. On the 1st of October, I've just scheduled it, um, my new song, uh, Spacious Place, is coming out. And I've kind of written and recorded and produced and had a go at mixing and mastering. So, <laughs> yeah. And tell us more about it. So that was a song that I wrote in response to um, a challenge that was in Kingsland Music Academy. Okay. And I guess it's just 
my journey over the last, I guess, four or five years. We found, had some, I would say, growing up with teenagers and COVID and yeah, I guess all the complications that families bring. Yeah, it, there's been some tricky times and so the song is kind of, I guess it's my story really um, and my unfolding story about, you know, being brought out from a difficult place into a place where I can kind of see a little bit more clearly and I, I can see the future a little more, more clearly. There was a time where I felt that I couldn't see past the minute in front of me or the next hour or, you know, even for that day. And so I guess it's all about my journey in that. And uh, it's an overtly Christian song, which sometimes I will write and sometimes I won't. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just what I felt was the next project. Mm. And what do you hope that it inspires and in people listening? Oh, that's a good question. I hope that it gives courage to those that aren't in a spacious place. I hope in a certain sense that it's, um, yeah, it gives people the encouragement to keep going um, and to see that the difficulty and the darkness that they might be in is a season. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I hope that kind of in some ways there's a sense of uh, a connection with, with God through the song, I guess, as well. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just excited that it's going out and that I've been able to do it. And uh, yes, that's cost me many hours sleep. <laughs> Well, I am looking forward to hearing it. Um, and for people who might want to um, know more about you or follow you on social media, how did they find you? Um, well, <laughs> so if you're interested in singing Senko stuff, then you just, uh, I'm only on Facebook with that. So go to Facebook and type in singing Senko, S-E-N-C-O, and uh, I should pop up on there and the YouTube channel is the same. So you can message me through through that. If you're, um, I guess, wanting to know my music, because I'm, I've got such a common name, apparently. <laughs> Ruth Harris, there's loads of us. Um, I'm actually known as Unexpected Music by Ruth Harris. Um, so you can look me up on uh, Facebook or on Instagram, I'm Ruth underscore A underscore Harris. Hmm. And yeah, you can message me through any of those platforms. Yes. So, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, Ruth. Thanks for taking Thank you for having me. And talking about your music and talking about your story with me. I want to finish by playing your song. <laughs> okay. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> so much. <laughs> So thank you so much for everyone who has joined. I'm going to um, put this up on my YouTube page as well and hopefully in time release it as a podcast series as well. I'm still yet to decide the name of said series. <laughs> but I'm just hoping to talk to people about, you know, how they have used their passion and gifts to help their community um, and talk a little bit about how others and do the same so look out for more videos and please let us know if this has helped in any way um, i'm sure we'll love to i'm sure we'll too will love to hear it as well 
Thank you so much for being here. Let us listen to In the Shadows by Ruth A. Harris. Thank you.
Thank you so much, everyone. Um, hopefully, we'll do this again sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking forward to new <laughs> episodes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Also, if you haven't, download a free copy of AB's ebook, Seven Days to Living Fearless, by clicking the link below. See you next time for another episode of the Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast.